It is Tuesday, April 9th. I'm Raj Geary has, uh, here as always with Mr. Matt Morgan here for the post-WrestleMania episode of SmackDown Live. Glenn is out this week. He'll be back next week. Uh, Matt, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Um, good episode of SmackDown. I mean, we'll get into it, but I, I, I dug some of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought it went really fast. Uh, I, I felt I felt like a lot of it uh, is probably not going to be remembered or, or used in, in, you know, in a few weeks, right. but, uh, but it was a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get right to it. This, uh, the show opened with the new day coming to the ring, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Big E. Uh, they had this celebration uh, championship celebration for Kofi. Uh, Big E once again, doing a splits, which as we <laughs> saw last night, I was a big fan of. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, t- Kofi gives a speech total. I mean, Total babyface, awesome speech. I thought thanking his family, you know, his, his kids, his wife. Um, yeah. So it was a really cool moment. And then the bar came and interrupted. The bar is starting to become like Baron Corbin, where the fans, right? You know, like these guys are ultra talented, but they're becoming and, those and, guys. And I feel bad for them because this isn't their fault. It's like they're being it's been written this way. But I would argue, like, what well, guys? What the hell? What the f have you done with us for the last year to constitute? us not getting go away heat. You know what I mean? Like right. people take us seriously all of a sudden, like what, what the hell you guys, you guys did this to us. We're two of the most talented guys on those. Some of the most talented guys on this roster and right. you treated us like crap for a year. And now, okay, here's our, here's our, uh, not do over, but here's our, uh, we'll, we'll get you, we'll, you know, we'll get you in the first big storyline. We can get you guys in. And, and that's sometimes what they do. They, they'll, they'll ask guys, they won't come out and say, hey, we need you to stay in neutral for a little bit, you know, for like six or eight months, and then we'll get back to you. It's your time will come. Just remain, you know, remain calm. Keep doing what you're being asked to do, and your time will come again. Well, and that's what a lot of times they, the writers will say, you know, or producers will say, or events will say even. But I don't know, man. You can't do that to talent Then expect them to be taken seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny, like uh, Cesaro, what was it, like four years ago, whatever, it was oh WrestleMania 31, I think, in, in California. Fans were going crazy. He won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He looked like he was going to be a, a big, you know, big single breakout. star. Yeah, big breakout star. And tonight they're chanting, shut the f- <laughs> up as he's talking. Uh, Sheamus said Kofi owes him for saving him from WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins last night. Uh, Cesaro say, also said that they saved Kofi from losing. And they challenged New Day to a six-man tag and introduced Drew McIntyre. So that was set, the main event for the night. The New Day versus The Bar and Drew McIntyre. What do you mean they introduced Drew McIntyre? Uh, they, uh, the Bar said they're third, the third man for the main event. Oh, I thought you meant that. I thought I missed something. He's asking down before the draft already. I was like, what? Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> oh, so next we had a six-man tag. Aleister Black, Ali, and Ricochet versus Andrade, Rusev, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, yeah, really fun match. Uh, at the yeah. end, Ali uh, hit that reverse Hurricane Rana that he does, uh, went to the top and hit the 054 on Andrade for the pin. So, Ali, Ricochet, and Alistair Black with the win. Uh, what were your thoughts on this match? What an exciting uh, threesome, right? Like six man tag unit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, action packed. I, I, I normally would say, What the hell? You guys are finishing the show with the six man. Why the freak would you start the show with the six man? But the styles are completely different. So it, it actually, I almost forgot about that opening the show to be perfectly honest, not because it wasn't great, but because the main event was so different. 
yeah, you know, no, this match was great. Um, also, this always reminds me of all these guys who were super hot at one point. Outside of Aleister Black and Ricochet, they're still new, but everyone else in this match, Ali, Andrade, Rusev, and Shinsuke Nakamura, who look like they're rising up, and then all of a sudden, within a couple of weeks, they're you know knocked down. Um, yeah. And you just see how talented they are. This match was uh-huh. this match was great. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so after the match, uh, they're recovering. Randy Orton flew in and nailed Ali with the RKO out of nowhere. Uh, and then his music hit. He left the ring. Uh, Rusev started attacking Ali. Kevin Owens suddenly came from out of nowhere, hit an ugly-looking stunner on, on Rusev, and then his music hit on the way out. So, uh, you know, Owens getting an appearance here. He wasn't at WrestleMania, so here he was tonight. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's – I don't know what to make of it. I want to give him a chance as a babyface because he is – he's normally very over, but he's normally very over being himself. I yeah. like to see them put him in a role where he can just be himself and just stop writing for him. He's a guy that you don't need to write for. Yeah, and and, and maybe ugly looking stunner isn't fair. I, it, it probably looked fine. It's just I, I'm so used to Austin that being Austin's move that seeing anyone else do it even a little mm-hmm. differently. I don't know. I just it just just doesn't look Matt, right. What about when Matt Hardy does his? What do you call it? Uh, what does he call it? And he hits it. Uh, come on. Oh, so, the. Uh, Jeff Hardy does it too. And the uh, the twist of fate. Thank you. Um, what about that? That he, he kind of turns that into a stunner. Well, he doesn't like. Yeah, kind of, but it's it's kinda not perfect. the same setup as a stunner. You know, no, it's definitely not the same setup. Right. I mean, it's like Kyrie Sane does the the top rope elbow, but if she did the same it's Macho so Man like fingers in the air, isn't it? yeah, I was just gonna right. say, isn't her so different? Right. It's so different. So it is. I don't know how she doesn't kill herself doing that, but oh man, it, it looks awesome though, and uh, and we'll we'll actually get to that here in a second. <clears throat> um, so after that match, uh, Kayla Braxton was backstage with the Usos. Uh, they congratulated Kofi Kingston. There's a lot of congratulating Kofi Kingston. Um, which you know, I think is cool. It makes a title win uh, make like it means something. It does. So it does. Uh, I would have liked to see more of that for Becky too, though. Yeah, Becky was. Uh, it seemed like she. Uh, I, I don't know if it was because she was featured so much on Raw. I don't know. It just felt like she wasn't as uh, front and center as as. She Kobe. just won the main event of WrestleMania. Had both. She has both titles. In my opinion, there's not a wrestler more important in that organization at the moment. When when you think about it, and what should be important. Right, what it's dictated or judged by, right? You close at WrestleMania, you have both companies' title or both brands' titles. Like, hello, does it get any higher than that? Right. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I, I, it, it felt like she kind of took a back seat here, and and did. this is where the booking has been inconsistent with her. And, and yeah. I know we've said this before; she's not Stone Cold, but it's well, almost like you got to think: like, what would we do with Stone Cold? How would we book him? In this, yes, this is how they need to treat it. Yes. Right. Um, next up, we had our um, truth in the ring with Carmella. Uh, Carmella talking about how last year she won, uh, she cashed in Money in the Bank, won the title, mm-hmm. um, but she lost that. But now she has a, a good friend with our truth. I uh, talked about having the seven second dance longest, largest seven second dance break in history at WrestleMania, which I don't know if that's true because no one, no one was dancing. And it was way longer than seven seconds. It, it was. Um, so anyways, their music eventually was interrupted. Out came Samoa Joe. 
this was kind of like the Orton thing earlier and yeah. Kevin Owens, just kind of like a random uh, attack. So. These guys out there is what it was. Right. So him and Truth battled for a little bit, and then Joe got the better of him, uh, put him in the Coquina clutch, and Truth fade, fades and was sent out. Uh, Joe took the mic, talked about destroying Russell, Rey Mysterio in 55 seconds at WrestleMania. Yep. And he sent a warning that he may take less time to beat up any other superstar in WWE. And boom, Braun Strowman's music hit to a huge pop. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Braun came to the ring. They fought for a little bit. Uh, Braun. He, so yeah, Joe actually got Braun in the Coquina clutch and brought Braun down to one knee. Braun was starting to fade a little, but then got up, rammed Joe into the corner, scooped Joe up for the power slam, but he couldn't quite get him up. Joe kind of shifted over. Just kind of funny when uh, Braun's tossed over ambulances and limos, right? Well, here's what I will say. Joe doesn't match up against bigger guys as well. I, I, I was one of them. Joe's one of my best friends. And and our, our chemistry got better, but like I'm one of the bigger guys like Braun is that, that needs – that used – that used to need guys to ping pong off of us, right? But um, Joe's not that type, right? He, he's bigger. He's 300 pounds. He's not somebody you're going to be able to just toss and ragdoll around the ring. So you got to think of other ways, uh, other means necessary to to get offense in against someone like Joe without basically picking him up over your head and press slamming him every three seconds. Like, that's not going to work. Right. And Joe, I feel like Joe's character just works better when he's the bully. It does. It always does. And that's what I, I learned that myself. He was a heel. I was a face and it was him cheating to get his finisher on me a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, or his, 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 um, cocaine clutch. Yeah. So that segment ended with Braun decking Joe and Joe retreated from the ring, clutching the U S title as he left. Uh, next up we had the Brooklyn bells, uh, this indie tag team who claimed they're undefeated versus the iconics. Uh, Carissa and Kristen, the Brooklyn Bells. This was over pretty quick. The Iconics getting the win. Who were they? Uh, was that anybody? Uh, <clears throat> I have one of the names. They're not NXT people. I'm unaware. Of. No, they're not NXT people. One, I think they're they're both local. Um, someone texted me. One second. Oh, what a great spot for them then. Yeah, two indie towns getting to work instead of the NXT towns. Yeah, the post SmackDown after Mania. It's uh-huh. cool spot. Um. I don't have that on me right now. Uh, off, off. Oh, Chris uh, Chris Statlander was one of the was one of the members of the tag team, so an indie indie wrestler from New York. But as quick, um, I, again, I'm always in favor of champions after they win a title getting a win. You know, feature win, yeah, yeah. And instead of starting them off with a loss, so uh, pretty cool. I, I like these two a lot. I think. This can give them some serious confidence that that they're going to need to move to the next upper echelon, right? To be to be in that main event type of conversation. Eventually, they're not there now, but to get there, they've got to have the confidence of the company behind them. When they put the titles on you, that's a huge boost, uh, morale boost, and a huge boost of confidence as a talent that the company believes in you. It's not always just a prop, and. Um, I can do a lot of wonders for some younger talent that are still finding their way like they were. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, Iconics have a ton of charisma. Um, I'm not as big a fan as you are in the ring, but I think uh, they got great characters. I, I think sometimes they're over the top mm-hmm. characters come across as like uh, 
when your 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 son gets older, the the Disney Channel, um, like the the teeny bopper shows, like the Saved by the Bells, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the heels on those shows, where they're just like super uh, obnoxious, but yeah, but they're super charismatic and uh, they're comfortable with their characters. So I'd like to see them tone it down a little, be a little more realistic. And uh, what's the one, the, the the taller one, something Joe? What is it? The taller of the two, something Joe. What's her name? Not Peyton Royce, but Billy oh. Kay. Yes. Sorry, Joe. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> Billy Kay. She and my she's the better of the two in the ring. Um, if you like you go back and watch her singles matches on NXT from day one, she was always really, really talented. Um, I'm not saying the other one's not, but she's not as advanced as her, but she's getting better. But um, I mean as a package, yeah, they're not they're not Becky Lynch in there, right? But but they can be with that with that, with that boost of confidence. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where they go with them, but at least they feel like a, a real tag team as opposed to just two women put together. They do. Um, we had Paige backstage. Uh, she talked about uh, she wanted to get a look at the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Said they looked impressive. Joked about them ending the undefeated streak of the Brooklyn Bells, and uh, she said that she'll be bringing a tag team to face the Iconics next Tuesday night or next week. So. Um, Hopefully it's not a one-time thing. Hopefully this means Paige is back in the on-screen role as a manager. <laughs> Instantly, I was thinking it's Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane because that'd be great. That, yeah, I think uh, I said this a year ago about Nakamura. I feel I felt like we see how hard of a time WWE has pushing uh, wrestlers that don't speak fluent English and giving them a mouthpiece, giving them a manager. Um, <clears throat> you know, it helps them out greatly. And Paige is just so good on the mic and everything that I think it's perfect. She is. Uh, so after that, we went to Shane, who's in the ring uh, with his best in the world trophy. Uh, he's talked about his win over the Miz. Uh, first, he had um, first he had the ring, ring announcer, uh, Greg Hamilton, uh, reintroduce him over and over. Talked about <laughs> his win over the Miz. Um, kind of. Kind of nothing. Uh, it was there. Uh, I, I I was saying it'd be at one point fans were chanting CM Punk because he was doing the best in the world thing. Right. I was thinking it'd be funny if Shane started coming out to cult of personality to really troll with fans. That would be some good trolling. <laughs> that would be amazing trolling after WrestleMania. Those crap for that audience. Yeah. But yeah, really nothing here. Uh, yeah, and that was pretty much it. So uh, next up, the Hardy Boys versus the Usos. Uh, at one point, Jeff Hardy thought that this was going to be the WrestleMania match. He, he did interviews a month ago, and he was saying he felt pretty strong that they'd be facing the Usos at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, really good match. Uh, the end, the Usos hit a big splash. Jeff kicked out, and the match ended with a twist of fate, and Jeff hit the senton, the, the swanton, sorry, and they got the pin for, to win the titles. It was, I love the match. The crowd came, you know, unglued toward the end when the falls finished. When they, when they kicked out of the Uso splash off the top rope, I knew you could see them totally telegraphing. Though um, after the, after Hardy kicked out of the splash off the top rope, when he's like overly pantomiming to his brother, that one of the Usos go over there and I'll go over here. You jump and then I'll jump and then you. And I was like, come on, you're either gonna be thrown off the top rope or something's gonna happen. You're gonna miss. <laughs> they really telegraphed it. Yeah. No, but it was still uh, still a cool Dope moment. Um, yeah, great match, great, great. That that's a give. That's a mulligan to the Hardys, by the way, for not being on the Mania card. 
Yeah, I mean, they were in the Andre Battle Royal, but yeah, that's not in the tag featured. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, crowd popped huge. Um, the Hardys were celebrating with the title. Their music hit. Uh, the Usos left the ring, and then they didn't interview. Uh, Kayla Braxton came out to interview them. Before they could really say anything, Lars Sullivan's music hit. And um, Lars slowly came down the aisle, stared them down, and then attacked him, kicked the crap out of him, uh, beat him up both. Fans were booing. Uh, Channing, you can't wrestle at Lars. Uh, Lars hit his flying headbutt from the top, which is... I didn't hear that. The fans chanting, you can't wrestle? How did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. They, I uh, didn't hear them saying that. They were chanting, you suck, you can't wrestle. But uh, <laughs> this was the one part of the show I didn't like. I felt like you just did the title change and you make the tag team look this like... This was a cool moment and, and on top of it. And these are your most respected tag teams there is in how many years, right? Right. And what a huge F you to the division again. Right. It was like a raw angle. No matter who your champion is, we don't care. It doesn't mean anything. So your two tag team champions got destroyed by one guy. Uh, and I'm all fine. I'm fine with Lars destroying a bunch of people. Um, just not this, not in this segment. Have it do, have them, him do it or other where, you know, elsewhere on the show. A million other talents here they could have done that with. Yeah. So anyway, so that happened. Uh, but Hardy's new tag team champions. This made me think that the Usos are probably going to Raw. I don't know which is it with the superstar shakeup next week. I could see them feeling like Raw needs a spark in the tag division. The Usos are there. Kind of worries me a little bit just because of how tag teams are used on Raw. But yeah, um, that was the general impression I got. What, what do you think? I I don't want to say I go to Raw simply because they won't be featured properly. I don't trust raw any tag teams on raw yeah not the right. talents but the booking of the talents right although one can argue look what they just did to smackdown tag division right. Right? So, yeah but to be fair it's on, it's on a week where kind of both of the brands are combined <laughs> yeah seriously i i really wish they would combine the tag team division as a whole i really do yeah, I, I I agree. Have both tag teams. Since you got the women's tag teams going on both brands, why not have them both? Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we had Becky Lynch come out for a promo. Uh, big pop. They, she, they showed her. Uh, they showed stills from a WrestleMania win. Uh, she talked about it being a big week. Fans were chanting her name. Uh, she talked about saying that she did what she said she was going to do to Ronda Rousey and, and Charlotte Flair. She gets a Becky Two Bells chant going, and she uh, then they went to a replay of her thing with Lacey Evans. Becky said that the punch reminded her she has a target on her for both belts. And with the superstar shakeup, she's pulling double duty for now, but it's fine because she does have both belts. She said she's going to be a fighting champion. And that was kind of it. And then she started leaving up the ramp, and out came Lacey Evans and just dropped her and this time, her again. Yeah. And this time Becky stayed down. Uh, Lacey posed and went to the back as uh, Becky, you know, starting to get back. It was, it was well executed. Um, Lacey has, I'll give her credit. She's got a really good punch. Yeah. Her, her right hand looks awesome. It's money. I know guys that can't throw punches like that, you know, and I, I told you I was on her a little bit that she's not, she's not fully groomed yet. She's not ready. She's not ready, ready, right? But my definition right. of ready, ready, and what WWE pulls up the TV are two different things nowadays. Um, 
But I'll tell you what is ready. That damn right hook. That is a better punch than I have ever even thrown. I'll even admit that she throws a money. The best female punch, or I forget female, one of the best punches was, I always told you it was Mickey James. She throws a great right hand. Um, but after this, I got to be honest, I think Lacey might have the best punch. Yeah. Because there are two times now they were spot on. Right. And it didn't look like she didn't open her hand like I would at the last second. I always throw like a Scott Hall uh, open hand punch right. um, or an, or like one of these cane uppercut gimmicks. I would do one of those too. Um, but never a closed fist the entire time. And she throws a closed fist the entire time. That's how money she can time it without killing the person somehow. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, because she doesn't look like she pulls it at all. It no. looks like she's going full, full speed ahead. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Pretty badass, man. Yeah, no. Um, it's interesting that Becky's first feud is going to be with Lacey, who hasn't had a match on TV yet. Um, but Lacey looked good. I mean, she, she looks like a star. Right. She's being built right. Yeah, she instantly gets credibility as a star. And I think in a lot of ways, she's the only one, you know, because everyone else has kind of been relegated to the mid-card. I don't know who else you put in that spot uh, other than maybe – and even Asuka so, has been kind of hurt so much in just the past three weeks. They could pull her. They could pull – um Come on, what's uh the two the two uh, uh big girls? Um the big Naya Naya Jax and uh what's the other one, Tamina? Yeah. They can pull Naya again. They they have unfinished business. They're not going to, but they have unfinished business. Charlotte's always a great match. I know they've done it a lot, but I'm always a fan of it. I mean they that's the, the women's division's deep. Yeah, but they've kind of I don't know, all of that feels You can't bring any of them up though? Like what about Stay away from the four horse women yeah. for now. Fine. Yeah, stay away from Charlotte. And then what about the girl who just won the uh on the the the, the female Carmella. battle royal? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing with Lacey that I do like is it feels fresh. No, Lacey's the best option for sure because yeah. she's brand new. Everything else just kind of feels like you've seen those women up and down, beaten and not beaten. Uh Lacey does feel fresh. So hopefully they get Time to work, you know, at live events in the ring. Uh, they very don't do a bunch of back and forth matches on Raw. And I'm very <laughs> interest, interested, Raj, to hear her promos. Yeah. How is she going to talk? Is she going to talk like she's stuck back in the 50s as a Southern Belle? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's she going to sound like? Right. Yeah. Very interested to hear that. Yeah. I, I think I think in a year or two that the Southern Belle gimmick will be toned down a lot. Oh, it'll be dropped. I bet you even faster than that. Yeah. So next up, we had the new di- the the main event, the show. Like I said, it, it I thought it kind of flew by. Um, the new day versus the bar and Drew McIntyre. Um, good match. Uh, the ending. I, I almost thought they were going to have Drew beat Kofi, and have Drew move to SmackDown uh, with the Superstar Shakeup and have that built. And who you know, they might still do it. But I, I really like this ending because again, someone wins the title. I like them seeing getting a win the next time they're out. Just. Getting momentum. But anyways, this match ended with uh, Kofi hitting the trouble in paradise on Sheamus for the pin to win the match. So uh, after the match, they celebrated. Kofi went to ringside, brought his wife and two kid, two sons into the ring to celebrate. And that was it. The happy ending for the yeah. last SmackDown before the Superstar shakeup. Cool moment at the end there. I like that. Celebrate with his family. Yeah. Um. What'd you think of Kofi winning? You think that was the right right move tonight? Definitely. Yeah, I figured. Absolutely. Just, I mean, who else? Well, you could have Drew beat one of the other guys, but again, with momentum, Kofi just won the title. Keep going. 
it's like you said earlier, all this is going to be forgotten about in a week. Yeah, yeah. We were talking before we went on the air. The, I thought uh fun show, but it felt like nothing really happened outside of the Hardys winning the titles. So all this is going to be kind of forgotten in a few weeks. So. And, and when is the Superstar Shake-Up? Next week, right? Yeah. So I thought that was a good idea that they waited this long to announce the Superstar Shake-Up last night on, on Raw, right? Because in the past, if you remember, they would give it like a couple months heads up or a month's heads up. And it's like, well, then all these storylines we're watching out really don't matter. Right. Yeah, I think – I can't remember if last year was the same thing, but the, the year before it was like – yeah, it was like a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, for sure. You're kind of like in a holding pattern. Um and and no one really knows where they're where they're going. Um, I went into my Twitter before I came on the show to read some of the comments, and a lot of the a lot, some of the people were some of the fans were saying how they don't like how many people were switching over the brands before the um, uh, superstar shakeup next week, and that it doesn't really solidify you know brands right. It's you know, right. whenever the hell they damn well please. It feels like at times. We've always said that. That's this is nothing new. I mean, it's not. It's something new right now because there are more of them are doing it. That is to be expected going into Mania, though, for the record, and then post Mania, as well, because they go into the Superstar Shakeup and to draw attention to see, oh, what would happen if Braun Strowman came to SmackDown? Look who he can face off. Look how it would look versus him versus Samoa Joe. Here's a little taste, fans. You know, to get people excited about the Superstar Shakeup and the, all the possibilities out there. But I, I've never, even as a wrestler believed in brand the brand split i never thought it was a real thing ever yeah they, i mean they never stick to it and you know again wrestlemania season i can understand why they have want people going back and forth but try to give a little explanation explanation right we're kind of having to create the explanation for ourselves we're having to say oh it's wrestlemania so they can but right. even though that was never said they were saying you have two separate brands why have ec3 and heavy machinery been going back and forth especially when they're not being pushed no, just a sign of the brand. It doesn't matter. And one of the things I wanted to say oh, real quick is well, I take that back. When I was on SmackDown, we had a lot of pride in trying to beat Raw each week. Yeah. Um, with like the work, like the Eddie Guerrero's, um, Rey Mysterio's, Kurt Angle's. And, but like there wasn't any brand crossover then. There really wasn't. But as the boys, we had pride, right? And, and trying to put on a better show. But I don't know as a fan, anybody really saw one talent as well he's a smackdown branded talent i don't really think anybody looked at it that way i don't right. know i don't think yeah. anybody really buys it buys it as two different brands yeah you kind of yeah they there agree. was uh you kind of always felt like triple h was raw and that's kind of why yes. it was always the a show yes as but a fan that's how i felt too yeah but then that was kind of it mm-hmm. um which so made yeah. you do what which made you do what automatically Root for the Eddie Guerrero's, right. Raymond Stereo, Chris Benoit's, and um, Kurt Angle's. And that, uh, that, ran that, SmackDown. that would happen all the time where people oh, would. Uh, <laughs> edge. edge as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, that was it for for SmackDown. So a uh, couple quick injury notes. AJ Styles is injured. Um, so his injury is a hip injury. So uh, the severity of it is not known. Hopefully we'll find more, you know, learn more soon. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Um. Dean Ambrose is done, it, and uh, he was advertised for house shows through the end of the month, but it looks like they're pulling him from those two because I've, I've been seeing some updated advertising where originally it was the Shield against you know Baron Corbin, whoever, 
but now it's Braun Strowman stepping in to team with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in those matches. So good, and Braun deserves that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, it looks like Drew actually. I mean, uh, Dean Ambrose is uh, really that really was done. his last appearance. He really shoot is done. Yeah. Oh man. Oh well. Yeah. I'm really interested in what he's going to do now, though. Right. Unless he was very smart with his money. <laughs> it seems like it. He's. Uh, it's not bothering him much. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Obviously, I, I'm sure people are speculating one thing, uh, but we'll see. He ain't going to AEW. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, Sasha Banks, uh, they lost the t- tag team titles on Sunday. Yesterday, she wrote this cryptic tweet. Um, and I'll, I'll actually just read it. Um, hold on one second. The reason I say that about Dean, not because AEW isn't the shit, it's because I, I think he's going to want a big break from wrestling. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, she, so on, on Raw last night before the show, uh, they had announced that either Sasha Banks or Bailey would be facing Alexa Bliss. It was Alexa Bliss's first uh, Raw match since, I believe, last September or October. Uh, last singles, first singles raw match. And so either Sasha and Bailey were going to face her. Turned out to be Bailey. Sasha wasn't on the show. Uh, during the episode, uh, Sasha wrote, There is something about the way life happens today that makes it hard to look ahead. There are things that make it difficult to laugh, difficult to live the way you want. There are things that make it almost impos- impossible to trust where you are or to believe in where you want to be. You look around and life is happening way too fast. Sometimes it feels like the moments are gone. Everything happens all at once and right away. We're marching towards a destiny we cannot understand, towards the kingdom of convenient. Then one day you look up and you can't find the meaning. Your crisis of purpose and passion is acting up. But they tell you that's supposed to be normal. Well, I don't want normal. I want magic. Because that's the place that feels like home to me. That's the place where I remember what dreams look like, where meaning is effortless and purpose is simple. That's a place where love still matters. I want that feeling of coming home again. I want to feel like myself. I want that magic. That's about a guy, I bet. Uh, she's married. I mean, if you think. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, to Mikazi, the costume designer. The, I forget if he's still the current costume designer. But um, anyway, so she was supposed to be on the Wendy, the Wendy Williams show this morning. Uh, pulled out at the last minute. She said due to personal reasons, she had to pull out. She apologized and said, hopefully the opportunity will be there again later. And use the hashtag having, if you only knew. Maybe she's having a marital problem or something. We don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It doesn't always have to be about business. Especially, yeah. you know what I mean? Because there's so many vague things in that that I oftentimes see on Instagram attributed to a loved one, you know, a significant other that somebody's you know, down in the dumps about or complaining about or depressed about. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see it just being like losing the tag way, titles. Or that was way too much of a Hallmark card yeah. to be about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the people, the producers of the show apparently were furious and, uh, oh, the one they, Williams show. Yeah. Wow. Really? And they wrote uh, a source told page six, she won't be booked again. She didn't give a real reason for canceling and she only did it hours before the show tape. So production was left scrambling to fill her spot. 
Wendy ended up doing an extra segment of Hot Topics instead. Whatever. I'm not sure what that is. Was, was she supposed to be on the TV version or the radio? TV version. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. So, uh, we'll see. Um, She's going to get in trouble for that. Yeah, unless she got approval from WWE or WWE canceled it. It's not really clear. That could uh, be too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll keep everyone posted on that. Uh, before uh, SmackDown tonight, uh, there was a dark match. Luke Harper beat EC3, but EC3 was with Drake Maverick. Um, so uh, Drake Maverick was his manager. Oh, they're a good, good combo. Hopefully they'll let them let their, you know, spread their wings together. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Hopefully it wasn't a one-time thing. Um, you know, they, they have history in TNA when he, EC, I mean, bleh, Drake Maverick was rock star spud. Um they were great allies and rivals. It had a it had a very memorable rivalry. So very. this could be the shot in the arm that EC3 needs. Um, he needs something. Well, he needs TV time. It's not his fault. They don't no, give him absolutely. any TV time. Standing backstage is not TV time. He, he's been given, th- I think, three words to say on Raw since he's been on. So oh, It's been ridiculous. He's so talented. Right. Uh, also today, it came out that Dasha Fuentes was released, backstage interviewer. Uh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Don't know why. She seems like she's fine. Um, she, let's see, posted some stuff on her Instagram where she was heading to, I believe it was Puerto Rico, or the Dominican Republic for a vacation that's not for work, she wrote. So, yeah, Dasha Fuentes no longer with the company. Hmm. Did would, do they still announce their releases? They do for wrestlers for talent, but so corny. <laughs> yeah. It's really tacky of them. I, I never understood why they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And you know what's weird is like uh, drug test failures or wellness poly, policy violations. They announce them for main roster talent, but not for NXT. Yeah. 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 Eli Drake was fired by Impact. He was booked for a match against Tessa Blanchard uh, this past weekend. Uh, A few weeks ago, Eli wrote, uh, thanks, but no thanks. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do an intergender match. They changed it to Joey Ryan. And uh, Eli Drake had a back and forth with some people basically saying it's unrealistic for a guy, you know, like a big guy to be wrestling a smaller woman, you know, a smaller woman. And people took offense to that. (laughs) And uh, even though, you know, it goes the other way, Ronda Rousey, you know, wrestling a small dude. I mean, fighting a small dude. She would would get smashed. She would eat him alive. Yeah. So um, anyway, he got, uh, got released from impact for that. So he's a free agent. He screams WWE to me. He has that look. He yes. does, but so did EC3, and look what they're doing with him. <laughs> I hope they see Drake better than that because he is money on that microphone. He is. He is so underrated. Not enough people talk about how damn good he is on that mic. Yeah, he reminds me of someone I'd be a fan of in the Attitude Era. Like, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so EC3, a free agent. Um, hopefully, with the times we're living in, those tweets, which weren't bad in my opinion, um, don't hurt his chances for getting employed oh, elsewhere. This? Yeah, yeah, it was a tweet, a Twitter exchange where he was going back and forth about why he didn't feel it was realistic for a big guy to be wrestling. A, a who was he woman. tweeting back and forth with? Well, one of the guys was Jimmy Jacobs, who works with Impact. 
And so why would they not just call each other on the phone or email each other? I don't know. <laughs> it's oh the, it's the day we, you know, day and age we live in. So, uh, you, you know how that's going to be taken, right? It's going to be taken as sexist and all this other stuff. And it's, you know, what, what, what do I say if they, you know, one time they wanted to have Spanky pin me and roll me up. Let's say I, I didn't have a problem with it, but let's say if I did, um, am I a heightist? <laughs> because right. I say he's too small and he doesn't even weigh as much as my right leg. No one will ever believe it. Right. Um, you know, no, no one would say that to me. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when China would beat guys up, it, I didn't think anything of it because it looked believable, you know? It looked believable. It yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know just, how they book her. I don't know how they book uh, Blanchard at all. I have no clue. I've not seen it. So I don't know. Is she, is she like China? Do they book her like her? Is she, I mean, she's, she's a strong, powerful. Yeah. She's strong, powerful. Um, I mean, she's not, a, you know, like big like China, but she's, you know, athletic, you know, mm-hmm. strong person. So, I mean, I, I think Tessa is a, is a superstar in the making. I think she'll be a big star in WWE one day. Uh, so everybody says the same about her, says to say about her. Yeah. So anyway, um, moving on to the last thing, the post WrestleMania 35 edition of raw, which is the biggest edition of the year. Usually it's the highest rated raw of the year. It drew 2.923 million viewers. So it still wasn't able to crack 3 million viewers. It was up 11% from last week's 2.639 million. But um, yeah, there was that episode where Roman Reigns came back and Batista came back that did 2.922 million. So it was almost identical to that week. Hmm. Um, and it was down 20. This is why Glenn hosts, but <laughs> it was down 25% from last year's post WrestleMania Raw. So that's a huge drop from last year. There was the NCAA championship on, uh, which I'm sure cut into it. But at the same time, did. those were really big games. Yeah, but uh, um, they were up against the NCAA championship last year. It was up against an episode of Raw. But and it wasn't, it, a bu- those were not buzzer beaters. Yeah, yeah. I know. These I mean, I, it, I'm, I'm sure it cut down, but advertising a title versus title match and then the the number dropped from the first hour to the third hour by 17%. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not uh, 25%. That's a huge drop from, from last year. I mean, it is. I mean, Raw has been up against football and, you know, all these and big games. And, and usually it gets, uh, you know, it, it does get hurt a little bit, but I, I don't see how people in WWE could look at this number as a positive. I'm sure they were hoping to beat 3 million views, especially, you know, advertising a winner take all champion versus champion match. I'll be honest. I don't know how you're supposed to really gauge TV ratings nowadays. I really don't because I don't, there is no. Uh, um destination tv for me anymore in my household well those are those are measured like if you use sling youtube tv um those services they're tracked by nielsen um and youtube tv there's like a setting somewhere if you go not through their app but on their website and you can i think you could check off check off not being tracked by nielsen but uh so all those count um okay yeah so you know, I just and, don't think as many people are at home watching TV anymore. I think they're they're, they're watching TV, but they're watching other shit. No, it's true. Uh, I mean, P, the, you know, cable ratings are down, but not nearly as down as much as WWE has been over the past year. How do we gauge that? I wanted to ask you that. Do you guys look across other uh, networks and compare their ratings or their average? 
whatever yeah. number is versus last year's number. Like, yeah. You know what I mean by that? Um, yeah. And so, you know, Rob. so with, convoluted. Well, so Rob got their big out. TV deal because they're being treated like sports. Like the, the big thing is that they, they were saying they're DVR proof. People want to watch it live. That's where the, why they're getting the big money. Half a billion dollars basically starting next year. Uh, they're going to be making from their TV deals. So when people mm -hmm. say ratings don't matter to Fox, to USA, it does. Cause they're spending a half yeah. a billion dollars on WWE. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, raw in, in their demo last night was number one, but they were competing against uh, love and hip hop Atlanta and, and team okay. moms too. you know, but, crap on those shows do love and hip hop. I was a huge fan of And a lot of people watch that show. Right, but they're you know they're not getting a half a billion dollar TV deals. <laughs> no, they're not. Right. It's, it's also arguably not scripted TV. It's a reality TV thing. Get right, it. and those shows yeah. are meant to be on for a couple of years. The ratings uh -huh. go down. They cycle. Bring a new uh -huh. show. Um, you know, Raw is meant to be consistent ratings driver and uh, consistent numbers. I mean, that's why they got the big the big num you know the big money offer. So, um, mm. it's not, it's it's. It's just a bad sign when you're heading into the Fox deal this fall and you're moving to a network where, you know, the ratings are much They're, higher, especially on Friday night now with uh, that new Tim, the Tim Allen show is doing. We don't want work for Fox. We shouldn't care. We should be happy that they got that money. And they got that deal. Yeah, but if they get canceled or moved, uh, it's going it to be first really year? bad. First year? It could. It could? I don't know. You know, I don't know how I if they would cancel it. They could move it to like FS1 or something, and then it's, really? it's worse off than the USA. Wow. I don't know that I thought for sure Vince would have something like in a contract that you can't get rid of us for this amount of many years. Yeah, those networks, they always have like those, you know, uh, numbers that you have to meet because, you know, if you're if you start doing one million viewers on a night where they're doing like six right now. Yeah. You know, it's it I mean, it makes sense. I just didn't I thought like Vince would be way too proud to sign on to something like that. Like he's above all that normal TV contract crap. Yeah, or they yeah, could yeah. keep them on Fox and move them to a weird night because they did say that it's not guaranteed that SmackDown is going to stay on Friday night. Actually, they said that it's possible that it might move. So if the ratings are bad, they could move it to you know like Saturday mornings. Ooh. So they have the freedom to move it around. So if it's not delivering, um, I mean, why do they think Friday would be better than Tuesday? I think they just felt like financially it probably made the most sense because of the ad revenue they get on a Tuesday from other scripted shows because wrestling doesn't deliver the best ad revenue. So while the numbers maybe would be better, I mean, it definitely would be better. So the SmackDown numbers on a Tuesday, but the ad revenue probably would not. And a Friday night until recently was their weakest night. They probably felt like they could make up for it by having the higher numbers, even though it's lower. To Friday nights haven't been a big destination TV night since we were kids in the eighties when the credible Hulk and Dukes of Hazard were on back to back. No, absolutely. I mean, they, I mean, SmackDown's been on Friday night before and their numbers were way lower. Hmm. Um, yeah. Coming October, October 4th, I believe that first Friday of October, it's going to be on Fox. Like forever from now. <laughs> it is April. Six months, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, the last four months have flown, you know, from January with Rumble time yeah. to to now. So it's gonna it's gonna fly by, and and that's when AEW is expected to have their TV show starting too. Yeah. So um, that's all I got. I mean, we kind of went pretty fast here without 
three people. <laughs> uh, That's what happens when Glenn's not flapping his gums. <laughs> wasting our time. Do we have yeah. any sponsors? Uh, not today. Um, so shout out. Okay, cool. Even faster. Um, Matt, you got anything you want to plug? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BP Matt Morgan at BP Matt Morgan or on my Facebook page, Matt Morgan for Longwood. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you again to everyone. This was our, our biggest week ever on the website. So really appreciate your guys' support. We really appreciate it. And we will be back on Monday. Myself, Matt Morgan and Glenn Rubenstein will be back. Uh, we'll be covering the Superstar Shakeup. And yeah, it should be a, it should be a wild week next week too. So thanks again for joining and we'll see you again next week. See you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.